This is Brain Steep. My name is Corey Schmidt, and I've got my friend Mark Stoddard here, and we're going to start drinking some tea. Uh, I actually, let's let's pause on that for a moment, and I want to talk about the teas we're drinking. Um, what do you have brewing over there? That's a good question. I have some ripe poor, um, and it's just, honestly, it's just some stuff that I, I need to get rid of. It's It's sadly in bags. Um, Ooh, like tea bags? Tea yeah, bag pour? Yeah, yeah it, came, it came in tea bags. Um, and where'd you get it? <laughs> that's that's kind of a funny. Maybe it's a funny story. We'll see. So, so I bought this gooseneck kettle, uh, like a year and a half ago or something. Yeah. And I had it, you know, shipped to the co-working space, and I, I'm tracking it. Uh, on my on my phone and I'm like oh cool it got delivered I'm gonna go pick it up somebody else grabbed it like out of the out of the mail room or whatever or what yeah somebody grabbed my package that sounds like something else happened but somebody <laughs> somebody grabbed somebody grabbed the box that had my kettle inside thinking it was theirs and they, they took it and they just ran off with it and so wow. yeah so I I Email. Do they really enjoy tea? No, they, they, they just they're just being a jerk. So I email uh, Piloto and I'm like, hey, wh- what happened? And they said eh, somebody else grabbed it. I was pretty pissed off about that because it's kind of you know a big deal taking somebody else's mail. Anyway, yeah. To to like, <laughs> eventually I got my I got my kettle from that person, and to like you know make everything equal in the universe they also mm-hmm. gave me the this like bag of like cheap ripe poor tea bags um so the I'm co-working just, space did well they, they asked me hey we feel really they, they said hey we feel really bad about this what can we do for you what's your favorite kind of tea so i, I said uh poor poor is my favorite kind of tea so they just got whatever is cheapest and and got a bag of that for me Okay, I mean they couldn't have probably even known what poor was, right? Huh? <laughs> so they, I assume they did. They get online, I guess maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. Cause, what store in Puerto Rico uh, sells poor yeah, tea? Um, hmm. I, I mean, I there, never found it there. There might be. I mean, this this is nothing. Uh, nothing to write home about, really. Okay, so just a. But Gosh. it is a. You said it's a ripe poor, right? So that's a show and versus the sheng. Correct. Yep. Well, I'm about to brew up some. Let's see here. This is a um, shincha. So this is a Japanese green tea. Shincha meaning new tea. Uh, it's apparently organic, and comes from the Kagoshima region of Japan. Uh, yeah, came, or it was made this year, earlier in the spring, like May time. Uh, I've had it a few times already, but, um, I can't remember what I rated it as, because I got, like, a spreadsheet where I'm, like, reviewing these different green teas, um, and I'm not looking at it, I'm, I don't, I kind of want to review it again, and, uh, see what I think of it. I'm going to try to boil some water here we'll see if this sounds at all good or not who who is that who is that from 
Uh, this is from that company out of Japan that basically goes and finds small, small tea producers, small tea farms. Uh, the company's youknowme.life. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, I'm just a big fan of that company and that website because basically there's really, not to my knowledge, there's no real other way to find small you know, small tea farms that you can buy tea from in Japan. There, there may be some others. Um, and some of them probably sell on their own site or through their own means. But you know me seems to be a really good uh, method for a lot of small tea farms in Japan to, to sell their stuff. So, so what tea are you drinking? It is a, it's a, an organic shincha. Um, Shin. Interesting. Sheen, yeah. Sheen is the kanji for new. Okay. Um, and cha is tea, so new. they call it new tea. So anytime, every year around the springtime, uh, if you go to the stores, you'll, you'll see that label on tea in Japan, and it just means it's the new harvest. You know, it's like the first batch of, of tea for that year. Um, is, is that like a, like a modifier of a, of any, like, style so can you have like a gyokuro shincha or a sencha shincha or is that's that... a good question i i have only seen it well you know you you absolutely could yeah you could have like a, a gyokuro shincha but i will say it's mostly used let me stop that water from boiling again it's mostly used for your kind of let me say sencha. So sencha is sort of the the base level quality, and then you kind of have like kabusecha and gyokuro. So I would say most of the time you're seeing that label on your just standard um, sencha. But I'm sure they've used it probably uh, as a modifier, like you like you described. Man, naming things is tough. <clears throat> sure is. <laughs> I mean, look at look at this podcast and the website. I I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but I completely flipped it from philosophy to brain steep. I just feel feel like that's I don't know. I think it's a catchier, catchier I like name. Yeah. Now there there was a podcast. Uh, so when I when I decided to call it brain steep, I uh, did a quick search, and there was a podcast. I think. Um, like 2018, maybe into 2019, that was called Brain Steep, and they did like about 20 episodes. Um, I've yet to listen to one of their episodes, but, um, and I'm not 100% sure what the topics were or what they kind of were doing there, but it was called Brain Steep. And I was like, these people, uh, I, I probably like them because they have a cool name. They're probably going to, I mean, when this blows up, obviously oh and man because you know we eclipse joe joe the <laughs> the podcast rogan i'm trying to come <laughs> up with <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna be like joe the sellout rogan no oh gosh uh, i can't really call him a sellout i don't know <laughs> spotify deal yeah um but uh, yeah, I was gonna see, maybe contact them and see like, what? Hey, you made a podcast called Brain Steep. Look at you know I'm doing the same. Nothing's original. Ah. 
That is, that is but, pretty uh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I do plan to like actually go find an episode and listen to it. Um, I'm not sure what all. Ha- I mean, you know, I'm sure podcasts uh, appear and disappear as quickly as anything else, and uh, it, you know, who who knows? But I don't know which websites they were distributed on. I, I dude, I found Anchor and. I'm I'm pretty stoked about using it. It's actually a Spotify like subsidiary in fact. But you upload your audio, they've got they've got sound effects you can use in there. Oh. <laughs> um, they've got, you know, they, it's like a it's like a I don't know, like a syndication platform or something where you upload your stuff and then they just send it out to all the major uh you know, podcast, uh, distribute or like platforms, you know, Apple podcast. Um, I bet what I ha- on Spotify, I bet what happens is they probably, so you would upload your audio and then they would make it. And like all of your podcast details, you know, episode name, description, mm-hmm. all the information, they probably have some kind of an, like an RSS feed type thing so that other podcast players or whatever uh can go consume it can go just pick it up Mm. so i don't think they're pushing it probably right yeah no 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 actually i i I would disagree because at least the explanation and i haven't done it yet obviously but the explanation i have is that you get into the platform and i've i've created my like profile on anchor but haven't uploaded anything but when you do it then says, okay, which platforms would you like your podcast to be uh, available on? You kind of do a, a click, 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 you mm. know, check, check, check. And then, um, you know, you fill out the details, of course, the, like you said, the, the name, the, the description, all of this. And it puts it out there on those platforms. So you don't ever go to those platforms yourself to put it there um, unless they're making some kind of mass request of like, Hey, pull, pull the newest feeds from us and place all this on your platform. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Yeah. But, uh, it's, uh, it, it, I loved coming across that though, because I was really not looking forward to, and I've heard some horror stories of just people, you know, whether it's a podcast or whatever it is, it's like, if you're wanting to go distribute it, you got to go create five accounts and, create five profiles and then manage all those profiles uh individually and it's that does not sound good to me so yeah that does works that does sound very nice using anchor that's awesome yes yeah so we'll see if it works um uh let's see here um so we're drinking some tea i i bet you know after because i i'm doing five grams of this green tea um I bet I'll I'll start feeling some of that nice theanine just clarifying my thoughts, you know, just di- <laughs> dipping my thoughts into that that dank tea water. D- leaf do they, water. Do they need clarification? Oh, always, pretty much. Well, you know, l- l- let's talk about water water clarification a little bit. You know, I'm really not happy with my water. This this is starting to to sound like an infomercial. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, but you know, I, I have like a little filter built into my refrigerator 
Okay. And it, it definitely helps, but it's it's the water I get out of it definitely is not as good as a jug of water I buy from the store. Um, but okay. but I hate buying water from the store because it costs money and I have to like cart it around. I'm I'm starting to think, you know, it goes to that first filter. Should I get another filtration system to to put it in? If that would help a lot. Um, do you do anything for your water? Yeah, that I'm, I'm glad you described that because I would say I'm actually in a very similar situation. Um, I actually, for this, for, for our recording here, and I'm sitting here drinking this tea with with jug water, you know, gallon gallons of water that I purchased at the store because very similarly, I don't, Actually, I, I wouldn't say I dislike the water that comes out of the faucet mm-hmm. here, but um, it's it's soft water. So it, it's a, it's soft water. It has no mineral content, and uh, it really just isn't the best water to make tea with. So you, it can, you know kind of flat. It's kind of I mean it's yep. it's okay, but it kind of is a flat taste. Um, so. I, should you filter your water again? Like, what specifically do you like for you? What is wrong with your water? It it, it just it, there's just something to it. Like, I I I'll take a whiff of it, and it's like, well, you know, there's not just water in there. There's something else in there. I I don't know what it is. Um, hmm. but I should really do, you know, a side by side comparison somehow with some with some jug water, some store water. Yeah. Well, and then you can run into man. I am still clipping over here. I'll have to figure out. Hopefully, that doesn't sound horrible, but maybe I can bring the levels down a little bit. Um, the lost my train of thought now. Um, oh, the other thing I've I've run into with uh, buying water from the store for tea making is sometimes if you purchase like one of those, well, even, even, uh, the one gallon waters, but especially those giant, like five gallon ones, they sit on the store shelf for so long. I swear to you, some of those plastics that they use leach into the water. And sometimes they taste, they, they have a taste of like menthol or like mint. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. No. Yeah. I, I, I've had this experience a number of times. Uh, the one that I can recall the most, was, before I left Puerto Rico, when I was there, of course, I was afraid of the hurricane season. And so I stored like, I don't know, six, seven, eight gallons of water in a cabinet in my apartment and never actually used it, of course, because there was never a, a major hurricane while I was there. So when I left that apartment, I grabbed all those gallons out. I was like, well, I need to go ahead and start using these before I leave. I couldn't I couldn't use them. I, I opened the first cow. one, started started kind of tasting it, and it tasted like menthol flavored water. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know. I don't understand the science behind that, but um, something wasn't right. So I uh, I I doused all, or I uh, threw all that water away, unfortunately. Um. Yeah. So well. Just to give you an idea of what I'm thinking for sort of quote-unquote format, um, I have been, and this could be something both of us do just as a as an aside every day, 
when you're coming across some new topic that just sounds interesting, throw it into a file. Like I, I just created a text file on my computer called podcast uh, topics. And um, over the last number of days, I've just been throwing in these, these quick like um, mentions of, of things I've come across that I'd, I'd personally like to discuss with you and just get your take on them. Um, and, and it, you know, some of them are kind of tea related. Others are just purely, you know, philosophy or just, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what's your thought on this type, type, um, topics. So I, that's kind of my thought is like, kind of, kind of, kind of just going through back and forth. If you had some topics to, uh, bring up for us to discuss. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a good idea. You know, yep. um, and it kind of keeps it keeps it going because I mean I I'm sure just as much as I uh, do you 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 as well probably come across plenty of things throughout the throughout each week that you're like oh that's you know you might think about it for a minute but then it passes and you move on to the next thing and um, for me if I don't if I don't jot it down <laughs> there's no way that I'm gonna try I'm gonna remember what I was pondering, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a few days ago. <laughs> ah, tea. Um, okay. Also that also, that also sounds great. Um, okay. wh- what are you, what are you brewing with? What is your brewing um, apparatus? I'm brewing with that. Uh, so I have a Japanese, it's called, I think it's called a Hohin. H o u h i n hohin, um, kind of a Japanese style small teapot uh, that I am brewing the tea leaves in. Personally, how about, how about or okay, was yeah, that the answer you were looking yeah, for, <laughs> it, yeah, it was. Um, you know, yeah, I think I've seen those around. They can be sort of like flat-ish mm-hmm. compared to like mm-hmm. a regular typical teapot. Yeah, I've seen some... Yeah, a little flatter, I feel. I think I've seen, like, a, a transparent one that looked pretty cool. Uh, that might have been on, like, Reddit or something, but... What what I'm looking for, though, is a really nice, small, probably the same... Because this is about a 150-milliliter uh, teapot. Um, what I want to find is a maybe a 150 milliliter, maybe 200 milliliter, um, Kyusu, which mm-hmm. is that like side handle Japanese teapot. I, I find those aesthetically appealing. I do dig cool. Kyusus, even though I've probably never even touched one in my life. I'll, I'll... You've, yeah, you've seen it. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's what I, uh, would like to look for. What are you, uh, how, how are you brewing your, uh, bag yeah i i mean i i always use my gaiwan and that's so i have two tea bags in my gaiwan oh interesting even though they're in the tea bags yeah or the tea is in the tea bags um i i you know what i won't save it for later to break up the the discussion what i want to ask is did you brew or did you cold brew that twinings black tea that you showed me no uh i did not mark 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 
<laughs> you have something you have something against cold cold tea? Hmm? No, I don't, and it's a good idea. Um, Sorry, I'm gonna I'll, brew some more water. I'll definitely here I'll definitely is. do it. And yeah. you know, Twinings, it it is. Uh, I I don't know if it's like one of the bigger sort of like breakfast tea brands out there for like I don't know the U.S. or England or something. Um, it is. Oh yeah, I, I don't oh, know yeah. if it's like the biggest in England or it top three maybe. Um, it's it's not terrible. I have like you know a, a decent sized uh, box of it, so I'll have to keep going through it. But um, it's it's definitely not something. It's it's not good. But compared to some of the like random blacks that I've gotten from like Yunnan sourcing, just as uh, part of like a, my monthly subscription I used to have, um, some of yeah. those weren't some of those weren't very great either. You know, I would I would put these in like the same category. Really? Sure. Well, I mean, I'd say you know you drink enough tea, right? You're gonna you're going to come across plenty. Like, I think I said, said this once, you know, I've, I've definitely, I've definitely drunk more bad tea than good tea in my life. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find good tea. Just ask old Don from <laughs> Melee. I was, so I was watching his latest video right before this. I, d I don't think I got all the way through it. Um, it was just sort of on in the background, but, I don't know if you've you've seen it. I really like his uh, what what he's doing with uh, aged whites. His his experiment. Uh, it must have been uploaded today. He always yeah. uploads videos on Saturdays. I think. Yeah. So I'll, I haven't seen it yet. I'll I'll break it down for you. <clears throat> so I think like nine months ago, he took these these cakes of white tea. I'm not sure if they were fresh or if they're already aged or from a previous year's harvest or something but nine months ago he took these cakes of white tea and um, he had six of them and for for two of them he stored them in dry conditions for another two he stored them in 65 percent humidity and for another two he stored them at like 70 something percent humidity and then for each set of humidity, he would uh, he would sort of open one of them up and, and air it out, sort of on a regular basis. And okay. for the for the other one, he would keep like completely sealed in in its bag. Um, and for from what I heard of of his latest video, there's some pretty uh, what appears to be some pretty big differences. You know, um, high humidity storage versus no humidity storage so i could see that yeah i could definitely see that for sure because i mean even i mean i think it's white tea and poor tea that are often like stored long term and and aged right yeah and i think it, it's because they don't go through the the full like kill green stage where they they like halt all enzymatic action so there's still things okay. they, yeah there's still things going on there's still like a little bit of moisture content and there's still things changing over time. Well, yeah, I with the the aging of tea, I think 
a lot of that comes down to like the microorganisms in the in the leaves kind of continuing to to work mm-hmm. I, yeah there's a lot i mean people that don't understand the depths of tea you know they 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 got caught up in the in the wine world well let me tell you wine ain't got nothing on tea <laughs> you know what they probably got into they probably were like sort of off put by the the was it the 2008 poor bubble and then the poor bubble popped and they're like oh tea's done I'm not aware of this bubble. What? <laughs> I guess it was a thing that that apparently happened. I wasn't really aware of it either until I don't know the, the 2008 bubble. Was Tivana involved in this bubble? <laughs> probably. Um, but sometimes, do you do you know that the the TDB guys out of like Seattle? I think you've mentioned them to me and i think are they the ones that do some youtube videos they do yeah they do a lot of youtube videos i think i've probably seen some just from you from from your uh reference to them i guess in, even even scott from Yunnan sourcing has mentioned like the back in i think it was 08 there was you know poor tea was like becoming a, a big thing and the prices were just going crazy and then like the whole thing collapsed I don't know to what degree the whole thing collapsed, but prices, you know, went down. I wonder if the if uh, those guys or someone has done a done a like a analysis on <laughs> the 2008 yeah. collapse. <laughs> Somebody should write a book. Yeah, it probably it probably created the housing crisis. <laughs> Somehow tied to it. Um. Let's see. Uh, so I've got a list of topics to bring up. Is there anything? I mean, of course we could jump onto you know topics that are forefront of everybody's mind in this day and age. Like how um, how Donald Trump clearly won the election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Let's jump into that. So so that I wanted to ask you the the post you sent me which was like YouTube deleting any videos that mention he won the election, right? Am I, am I characterizing that right? Uh, I think if, if you make a video stating that he won the election and or there was like widespread fraud, you can't even ta- you can't even opinionate about these things. I mean, if you're small enough Is that to an get- opinion though? Is is that an opinion? A, a I, I think statement like that. I think widespread fraud would be an opinion. If you were to say, in my opinion, it looks like there was wide widespread fraud, which I'm not saying that is my opinion, but um, if you're if you're a large enough uh, YouTube personality, yeah, I think I think they're going to take you down or take that well, video so, down. And then- yeah, let's let's jump into this because this definitely gets into you know ideology and and philosophy. So, do you think it's right or wrong to do that? Like, is YouTube in the right or wrong to to police the videos <clears throat> that are posted on their platform? Hmm. I think they. Uh, they yeah, this is sort of getting into Section Two Thirty territory. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
Well, I'll, explain it real quick though, just for so for section us all. yeah section two thirty is sort of this um, uh, it's a, 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 a set of sort of rules for media publishers that says um, as long as you're not uh, actively sort of editing the content that you're publishing, you can publish right. whatever you want. And if it if it's deemed as being, you know, quote bad unquote, uh, it won't be your fault that it, it it was published. You're just a publisher; it's not your content. So that's sort of the the protection that Section 230 gives publishers. So if you know if I if I uh, you know say in, if I have a video inciting violence, you know is the sort of obvious example and put that on YouTube uh, I can get in trouble for that as I should YouTube would not get in trouble for that as they should not um, but they're, they're starting to make more of these sort of edits and they're start they're starting to censor and uh, manipulate search results and they're looking more like a um, an edited publication, not so much as a publishing platform. So there's people who want to sort of take away that those 230 protections from from YouTube. Does that okay. Make sense? So yeah, yeah, and and I know Trump had like recently stated he he wants 230 to be removed. Like he does not, he no longer wants that law to to be enforceable. Right? Mm -hmm. He wants 230 to be. I don't know what you do with laws. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably it. make another law on top of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess laws. back to your sort of original question. Sorry for that tangent. In no, my, that was good. Well, in, in my opinion, what what I personally care about is are they adhering to the terms and the terms of service that people signed up with when they made their account. Mm, okay. That's really, you know, they have a terms of service. If they're not adhering to that, then that they should be open to, you know, a lawsuit or whatever. If they are adhering to that, and the terms do say, you know, we can take down your content for whatever reason we want. If we don't like your face, we can take it down. Then, all right, that's what I agreed to. As long as that's being consistent and it's in the terms of service, that's fine fine with me okay yeah i think that's a reasonable point to make I, and frankly i yes i don't read every single terms of service that i sign up for or you know terms of service of whatever service it is that i'm mm -hmm. signing up for but um i've skimmed through a number and i've of course you know listened to or heard or read um you know analyses of these terms of service and almost invariably like any service you sign up for they can do whatever they want with anything you upload anything that you give them um that was actually just not to go off on another tangent but this anchor program that we mentioned earlier about uh, -huh. uh distributing this podcast right the there was sort of a conspiracy theory apparently going around or just a, a you know a widely held belief that when you upload your audio to Anchor, they then 
acquire the rights to it and it is no longer your audio and, and you don't possess it. So the company Anchor had to very specifically state like in their FAQ and in their terms like, no, this is not correct. We only borrow like the rights to distribute your media so that we can push it to all of these podcasting platforms. We do not own nor, you know, we never own your, Mm -hmm. your audio. Right. So they had to kind of really state that very forcefully because people were, were so scared about that, which rightfully so, you know, I, I, even I was like, Oh shoot. Yeah. If I use a platform, do they then just monetize anything I produce? Right. Um, so as long as they're okay. Again, I think that's a reasonable statement. Um, One thing that I find interesting about the whole situation is, you know, of course, when we think about uh, democracy and governments that we want to be in place, we think of, you know, free speech and, you know, freedom. Freedom isn't free and all that jazz. Um, But it's kind of funny because yeah youtube and you know google the owner owner and alphabet the owner of the owner um Mm -hmm. is a private company that has sort of acquired so much power in in terms of the ability to disseminate ideas right whether it's from them most of the time it's not from them it's the people that they empower to allow to disseminate their ideas um, we start to get into a very interesting area because where does the line get, get drawn between allowing the most, you know, there's always that, that line you, you cross into pure freedom where you, you are allowed to do whatever you want and, you know, no consequence, you know, like complete, I, I don't know if this is the proper proper way to describe it but complete anarchy where you know you you just do what you do and there are no governing bodies uh over over what you do um all the way down to obviously like extreme uh government you know just complete lockdown and you can't do anything except you know hope that you can do something (laughs) that's the right that's the right way to describe it but um i just like my my point of view on this all is if you are making obviously false statements like trump won the election there is there i believe you know even if you're making it even if you're being very careful with your wording and you're saying i believe there's there's widespread fraud this goes to the article I just wrote for on the Brainsteep site, which is epistemic responsibility. And I think it's a really interesting idea. And the idea is that you are responsible for the beliefs you hold as well. And the effects that those beliefs then create in the world. And so I, I don't think it's right for people to, especially as you mentioned earlier, the people that have an, an actual platform that people actually listen to, not just us, you know, <laughs> throwing this podcast into the into the ether, you know, and maybe two people come across it and listen to about five seconds of it. Um, 
people that actually have like hundreds of thousands of people listening to their words, um, that is, that's irresponsible and it can be, you know, again, this is all relative, I guess, but if, if you want society to function properly and we all agree about the reality we exist in, that's dangerous in my opinion. Sure. Um, should should somebody have the right to be irresponsible without imprisonment? Um, it depends. It depends on the level of irresponsibility. I mean, if you're driving down the road and you decide to swerve into the car coming your way, should you know, should that person not be punished? that person should you be know, punished a, <laughs> right <laughs> but but again i'm talking about lines right like where do you then say uh we shouldn't punish them because they believe this like again the, the fraudulent um like th i think it goes a lot deeper than just some oh you know again like the like i like to reference the flat earth conspirators mm -hmm. right oh that's a great example For, yeah Right? Like, let's get into that, because for years, I was on the side of, eh, you know, let them believe what they want to believe. Mm -hmm. It's it's not harming anyone. They're, you know, they they go to their conventions, and they make their models of the Earth, and they, they try to, you know, convince more people to believe in the Flat Earth conspiracy. Um, I now have reevaluated my belief on how okay it is for us to allow that to continue um because it it's uh i think the word that i came across do you know the term insidious i haven't used this very often but i like this term insidious i know of it <laughs> right Same, that was my that was my position too and then i looked up the definition and essentially it, the definition of insidious is you know, it's like that slow burn, that slow Insidious. change, um, and it it's it's sort of like the frog that gets put in the in the uh, pot yes. of water, and you slowly turn the temperature up. Now, I think that's a myth. I think the frog's going to jump at, out at some point, but like yep. that's that's often used. <laughs> you know, the frog doesn't notice the temperature change and then gets boiled alive. Mm -hmm. So, I think allowing individuals to then disseminate beliefs that are just abhorrently uh, wrong or abhorrently not tied to reality as I'll say uh, scientific study has shown us that it is you know that that, that how, how do I just say this like if their beliefs do not correlate to the reality that that we seem to to all um, occupy um, it can it we can no longer think of it as just like a oh you know let let them be you know they're 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 not harming it because it's a and it's it's insidious in that it's it's gonna take time but you're gonna get to a state where so many different individual groups uh, in society in in humanity just can no longer see re they they let's let's just say this it's not that they can no, they just no longer p believe they exist in the same reality does that make any sense i i think yeah i think so 
Um, my response would be <clears throat> sort of so so what um, or I guess what would you uh, I mean people are going to have these ideas regardless um, are you saying they shouldn't be able to promote them or they shouldn't be able to what well, I, I'll push back on your point that they, these people will have these beliefs regardless, because at least the way I, the way I understand how we form our beliefs in the first place, it is a product of our environment, and so I mean, you could also say genetics to some degree, but we you know let's not jump too deep down that that rabbit hole, but um, you know. How is it, you know, if you were to try to find the the origin of this kind of new, excuse me, the, this new wave of flat earthers, right? You know, the the reason that exists is because of actually, I think there's a there's a fairly good documentary on Netflix that I watched. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been like a year or two ago now, but you know, like. Th it's not it's not set in stone perfectly how that sort of came about over the last decade or two but it kind of comes down to like a pretty small number of people that were very vocal and very convincing because this is the other part of it right you 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 have plenty of examples of individuals being convinced of an idea mm -hmm. because someone is very enigmatic um, they're 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 likable and they're conveying a thought, um, and it's to to a degree it's you know it's it's um, convincing people that that's the new reality that mm -hmm. they should believe in, and so that is sort of my point. I'm I'm what and and I know you're saying so so what, but I guess my point being if your goal is to have um, humanity continue its path toward understanding reality and coping with reality and I don't know progressing in the way that we've tried to I don't, yeah it's it's a, it's a I, I get where you're coming from but I guess my ideals I, I you know from from the perspective of my ideals in where I would like to see humanity go I would like to see humanity as a still cooperative species yeah i guess uh, when i when i said so what what I, what I was sort of thinking is like so what should be done about it or so what is the alternative okay what is the alt well I, to 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 you to the earlier point on youtube taking videos down I think they're in their full right oh, to sure. do whatever they, you know to do whatever they want with videos on their platform. Look, if they here's here's the real you know I'll, I'll almost give myself a counterpoint to what I've been saying. If YouTube, as a company, and I know you know they're a subsidiary of a subsidiary, but let's just say YouTube is a company, and if they internally 
you know, maybe everyone there, everyone working at YouTube is, this is just an experience, this is a thought experiment. I'm not saying this is true. <laughs> They're all This is being recorded. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to be taken out of context. Um, let's just say they're all flat earthers and they have a they have a reason to promote all flat earth videos and remove all normal scientific backed you know videos stating the earth is a sphere right well that i mean that could happen that you know some someone could have a platform that gets so big that allows you know and they and they're very much a gatekeeper, right? Um, I still think so. I actually think that is okay. You should be able to control the media that's on a platform that you're providing. Mm -hmm. But as a society, we should we should then stop using that platform. I don't know. I'm not sure what that means. We should stop using that platform. I mean, I know what for those, example, I know what those words mean, but like, to what degree should we force people to stop? I'm not. Oh, so so yeah, I'm not saying we should force anyone to stop using it. I'm saying it should be made apparent to everyone that that platform is really, you know, its sole purpose is to to promote flat mm. Earth ideology, right? And as a as an intelligent society, we should acknowledge that's not a good thing, and we should slowly not not support them. Just, just the same way that people, you know, they don't go buy products from a company that they think is, you know, morally wrong or doing something that they don't agree with. You know, they stop buying that company's product, right? Okay, so instead of instead of it being youtube which which they sort of claim to be a a, uh, a neutral publishing platform that just has sort of um these these sort of uh guidelines that you must adhere to which sort of correspond to common that's kind of loud sorry <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, YouTube's code of conduct, I think, sort of correspond to typical, you know, human things that we all think are good. Like, um, you can't incite violence, like maybe hate, spe hate speech stuff, just sort of objectively bad things shouldn't be on YouTube. Um, but yeah, if, if they are sort of pushing a, a flat earth narrative, then they should not be YouTube as we think of it today. It should be, you know, flat earth tube or something. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I'd say we're agreeing, right? That we would see it in a very different light. Sorry, this thing. I'll uh, definitely have to uh, reevaluate my my tea making. Uh, maybe I'll just cold brew and uh, have a big thing of cold brew, and I'll just si sip that. Um, get a thermos. 
Go to go to Walmart. They have. Like, I do. Oh, I do, do have actually like a like a. I think hell. I think I got the yeah. I'm looking at it right now. That La Taberna Lupulo. I've got oh. that. That like growler, which yeah, it's yeah. it's a big thermos basically. So, um, so that that's like vacuum. Yeah, it's a vacuum. Uh, cool. Yep. It's like I think. Uh, I want to say it's a one and a half liter or something like that. Yeah, so I could do that for sure. Um, yeah, no, no, no. So, so what I am saying is, one, YouTube has never been like marketed as here's your soapbox. We will promote anything and every you know, like we're we're all about the freedom, right? There, I, I mean, I think that's been just sort of insinuated over time. You know, so so they they don't hold any responsibility for, hey, you know, we we believe in pure freedom and and pre- freedom of thought. Like I don't think that's in any of their you know documentation. Like we're we're big promoters of freedom of thought and we believe in this ideology, right? So wh- what I'm saying is I am for. As as and look, this was the the problem is we used to not have to deal with this, but because look at us, like we're we're producing a freaking podcast, and it takes next to nothing other than just you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it takes something to make it good audio and you know timing and the best intro music you can produce and all that stuff, but. <laughs> Like anyone today, anyone with the a freaking basic smartphone can produce media. And so we've gotten to a point where the amount of ideas out there that you can have and disseminate, it's it's border well, it's not even borderline. It is it, it is unmanageable. It, you cannot manage it. Like look look at Facebook, look at YouTube. They have they have buildings full, well, Facebook especially. I'm not certain on YouTube, but I'm sure it's the same. They have buildings, buildings full of people that sit at a computer and stare at a screen and remove horrible images and videos at all day long. Yeah. All day long. And it and let's even just take that as a as a problem, right? That we've somehow created for ourselves as a as a human like we're 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 causing PTSD in part of our population. Ooh, that's a good point. Be- right? Because we believe, you know, you should just freely be able to upload things to a platform. Um, and so you and I don't have to see that shit, but somebody has to see it, you know, until we get the Damn. AI program that can that can do it. Or in- until we get some kind of like memory wiping device so you can go to work for a while and then just wipe your memory. And... <laughs> yeah, MIB. We need the MIB, uh, you know, flash stick. You, you know what that reminds me of is you've, you've seen Office Space, right? Oh, I've seen it like a so, dozen times. Yeah, if we, could, if we could just like zonk them out after they've been working so they thought they were like fishing all day. <laughs> Instead of looking at know. disgusting pictures all day. I'm not convinced that's the answer. It's a answer. <laughs> now, I can't argue against that. It is an answer. 
But my point on all of this is when someone uploads a video to YouTube saying, I believe Trump won, there was, there was lots of fraud in this election, they have the responsibility and, and society should hold them responsible for promoting those ideas without evidence. They have no evidence to support that idea. We should hold them accountable for that idea. And YouTube is in their right, is is absolutely in the right, even even if it's not if it's the government, it's in the right to say, nope, nope, you have no evidence to support that. And by disseminating that information to hundreds of thousands of potential listeners or viewers, you are you are committing a crime. What do you what do you mean the government is in the right to I'm saying if this was somehow a different reality where we loved <laughs> we loved government so much and government was so awesome that they produced a platform like YouTube and this wasn't a private company and it was a, it was the government, you mm-hmm. know, gov govert govertube. Ooh. That's my I, and and look like that that comes from me considering the idea of epistemic responsibility like i think that is a that is a phrase or a term or an idea that really hits home for me it's something that i haven't been able to put into those words but it's that that is that is succinct for me in my my thoughts on all of this if you do not have sufficient evidence you really shouldn't hold that belief so uh, now we all do unfortunately myself included but it's 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 not morally responsible i guess i'd still say so so what so let, let's say we had this government tube site cover tube and and i went on there and i said you know the, the earth is flat I started talking about flat earth stuff okay so then what what should this government you government tube do should they take they should take it down in your opinion well okay no no, no. i'm i'm glad that's actually it's it's a nuance right it's it's like what do you know okay we've made this determination what is the action that, mm-hmm. that gets taken okay yeah no that's um because the, i guess where i'm going is what the government the the way that government enforces its laws is different from how a company enforces its uh, terms of service or contract or something. Because if I do something the government doesn't like, they'll I don't know if I've 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 gone through this with you before, but they'll they'll tell me to stop. You know they'll take down the video, um, which I guess that's you know that would be a, a, a free speech violation um if i if i put it up again maybe they'll they'll you know give me a fine or something um if i don't pay that fine maybe i get i get a warrant and then i you know i i don't show up to court somebody comes knocking on my door to to bring me into court and they have a gun um if i don't want to go i'm resisting arrest and if, you know, eventually, if I resist enough, they're going to kill me, which they do sometimes. So, 
True. That's, yeah, that's my concern of uh, allowing government to, uh, to, to have that sort of censorship control. Because they, they're going to enforce it with deadly force. Um, they've, they've, uh, they've been doing it this year in Aust- in Australia and other places who don't have the same rights that, that we have. So, not not deadly force, but uh, if you say something the government doesn't like, there's definitely videos of the government coming and dragging people away. Well, no, no, you bring up a very good point in that we it has to be it has to be we have to be able to discern something that's being a an opinion versus someone making a claim that they are saying is factual like uh, and and you're right it's there is no it 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 gets very murky very quickly in that like i could say man green tea is the best kind of tea right like black tea poor white tea they're good but green tea is the best kind of tea in in almost no context can you can you think that i am making a factual non-subjective claim like i'm saying if you don't think green tea is the Mm -hmm. best tea you are wrong you are factually objectively wrong like i I, unless i stated those words most people are going to understand that's an opinion um now some people may not you know some some people may think oh holy shit this guy is insane you know (laughs) he what 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 metric or what evidence does he have it, you know to to somehow claim green tea is the best tea i mean what does that even mean like there's no there's no scientific way to estimate like it's clearly a subjective experience that i'm that i'm describing right unless I, again unless i am being more specific and i'm saying it's the best tea based on theanine levels and you know, more theanine is objectively better. You know, I, again, just trying to give it an idea here. Versus, versus, um, versus me making some statement that is clearly more in the area of like, like I, I think, or not, not in, instead of saying I think, it's like this election was built on fraud now again you could construe that as pure pure opinion but yeah i don't know (laughs) i don't know it's 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 well okay what if we go back to tea um and even going back to mayleaf often don will make and he's very careful about how he does it you probably know mm. where I'm going. He'll make like a health yeah. claim or something. Yeah. Um, you know, GABA Oolong, he's he's careful about discussing GABA Oolong um, because, you know, he wants to, it is a delicious Oolong. I love GABA. Um, but does it cross the, cross the uh, blood-brain barrier? Probably not. Does it have any like actual physiological effect probably not um mm-hmm. but i think he he does make and he's very careful about the claims he makes 
uh, I think he does make some claims maybe about how he feels like body sensation like oh yeah this this tea will give you like this amazing body sensation and blah 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 I'm like all right my BS meter is going off right now um, I'm I'm skeptical I think that's I think that is the core of all of this like some <laughs> gonna have to <laughs> I have to mute my phone now too I'm just taking lots of notes on how to do a podcast <laughs> um, I think you hit on the a very good point which is skepticism we like if 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 most of society if all of society had a had the mentality of skepticism being the forefront of how we think about things I would be more comfortable with allowing people to just say whatever they want and try to try to convince people of the craziest mm -hmm. ideas, right? Because if we were all super skeptics, like we should be, in my opinion, that just would never take hold. It would it it, it would be you know annoying. You'd hear it in the streets on wherever and everywhere because people are never gonna shut up, but people just wouldn't pay much attention to them and they would it, it would just be this constant like you know background noise to society i'll say the unfortunate thing is people are gullible we all are in differing ways right um and if you're again it comes down to like what is it that you want society to be in the future in a way right like if if your goal is to have us all collectively work together and try to, again, my goals, of course, are very scientifically minded in that I want us to better understand reality and uncover the the fundamental nature of reality, right? Like that, I'll I'll state that that's that's really where I focus my my thoughts. Clearly, if that's not your goal. And your goal is just to have you know sit back, eat some popcorn, and watch the show. Then, then you know you may not care that you know half you know maybe maybe in a hundred years, fifty percent of all humans believe the Earth is flat, right? Like, <laughs> maybe that's okay for you. I would find that to be a clear loss of of our species, like <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. But that's me. That's me. That's where I come from and, and where I want things to go. So I get your point that we can't have government um, stepping in to allow some things and not allow others with within reason. I mean, you earlier said, like, you can't incite violence. So that is something we all have to agree or we all have to acknowledge that, yes, free speech is a very important right that we should always bestow upon ourselves, but there is a limit. You can't allow speech that has certain effects, right? I wouldn't, okay, I wouldn't, I'm not sure if I would say personally, I think there, there should or should not be that limit, but I'm just saying that there is right now. 
Well, yeah. How about you? Do you, do you not think there should be a limit? Uh, hmm. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna abstain from, <laughs> from answering. Well, you kind of. <laughs> that sort of uh, allows a vacuum for anyone to then. It could, yeah, sure. It could. They can speculate. Um, where was I gonna go? I don't know. Why? Why don't you want to make a statement? I think. Well, I think it's sort of neither here nor there. Um, I guess. So what I what I care about is uh, sort of transparency and honesty with these platforms. I don't think that's what we're getting with them. With like YouTube, they can they'll they'll pull your video and they but you know claiming that you violated their terms of service but they won't tell you why or or how i think that's a huge i think that is to me that is the problem okay i i can so it's funny the way you describe that like i emotionally agree with you in that that's that's not right it doesn't feel right it's disingenuous like so emotionally i'm there with you i guess emotionally or what the cognitive uh intellectually or whatever the opposite of that is i completely see that as like pretty much what the rea like how else is it gonna work when you consider the magnitude of that platform and the differing pressures both internally and externally to YouTube, right? Like it's, it's not to their advantage to be super verbose about why they took an action. Is it not? Hmm. No, I, I don't think it is because the minute, it, well, it, it funnily enough, let me just use what just occurred here against you, right? You decided to not make a statement about whether you should think there should be a a limit on speech. Well, if YouTube's doing the same thing, right? YouTube is, is taking down videos, but they're not making a statement as to why they believed that video should not be up on their platform. If that makes sense. I guess that's similar, <clears throat> you know, and, mm -hmm. and so you, you, they, they're, it's advantageous to them because look, they're not making that statement. So if you, if anything comes up, you know, an article's written, some, someone says, ah, this is why it's their word against no word, <laughs> you know, there, there, there's, um, they're, they're not making a, a claim and through the terms and services, they can do what they want, right? I mean, they, they can they can remove it and not give you an explanation. And you agreed to that. You, you It's not like you signed something saying, if you do something with my media, you have to give me a nice paragraph or, or written, written letter with a signature. Or well, like yeah, that. but if, let's see here, if they don't tell, so this is sort of a, maybe it's a gray area. Um, so they, they have this set of things that you cannot post to, uh, 
uh, post to YouTube. Um, if we make a video that's, um, let's see here, maybe it's like a historical science fiction video that takes place in a parallel universe and um, we, we go through 2020 in that parallel universe and we talk about you know some of the similarities some of the differences and how the election was stolen in that parallel universe and there was widespread mm -hmm. voter fraud in that parallel universe on planet earth would they take it down it's you'd a work have of... to make that you'd have to make it put it on there and see and if if they took it down i would want to know why they took it down because i i'm not seeing any any breach of terms that i violated so I, my concern is they'll, they'll take it down because they think I did violate something, and they, but they won't tell me. They just took it down because they didn't like it. I mean, again, I would want to know as well. I would, I would want to understand what was going, you know, who saw it, you know, mm -hmm. who flagged it, who, who put it up to like maybe the second tier people that decide, okay, yeah, this one we need to talk about or now just go ahead and get rid of it kind of kind of conversation and what was going through their minds. But I guess the question or, or sort of the thought I have is like, are they, is, is that something that they owe you? Like, do, do, do they actually owe you that? Like similar to like any other interaction between people, if you meet a stranger and you start talking with them, maybe you start texting with them and then they just, ghost you right it feels bad i want to understand why they stopped texting me or why they're not answering you know or, or I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sending resumes right i'm sending resumes to companies and then they just go silent right they just go silent and i'm like why are you i just want uh, you know just tell me why and they just don't say anything and it feels wrong <laughs> to me <laughs> but if I'm looking at it objectively, look, they just didn't didn't think it was important, I guess, to to close that close that connection, I guess, or something like that. So if if you guys had a contractual agreement that said, um, you know, and, and they said I will I will always respond to you unless blank happens, and blank never happened, and they still never respond to you. Well, then it's like, shit, they, they're in the wrong here. Um, I'm going to go see what, you know, I, I could, I could file a lawsuit if I really wanted to. So I think, I think that that terms of service in entering into a contract between two parties is sort of the differentiating thing here. Mm. Okay. No, I, I'm with you there. That's like, a good point. Are are they are they actually upholding their terms of service which I breached, or are they subjectively just taking down my things because they didn't like it? That's something that yeah I don't think I can answer because I haven't read through every word of the YouTube terms and services, um, but I doubt. <laughs> that they are i you know if a company is going to write some terms and services it's going to be worded to give them absolutely as much leeway as they possibly can get and that's that's where i would say 
it's highly unlikely that they're going against their own terms of service. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think I think there might even be a third option, interesting option, which is going to be more prominent going forward. They might they might not know, and I think a lot of the time they don't know why something was taken down because it was taken down by a computer. You know, they have these these buildings mm. full of people yep. looking at things, but they also have computers looking at things. And from what I know of AI. AI can't articulate or based you know based on the the type of AI it won't be able to articulate why it did something it just it sees a pattern of bad things or it sees a pattern of things that people marked as being bad and then it went and processed a new thing and it saw that this new thing had characteristics that all the things in the that the bad things had so it said, oh, this must be a bad thing. I'm going to take it down. Even though I, I really don't know what that characteristic is, um, it looks similar to these other bad things. I think it depends on how that AI was formed and, and mm -hmm. yeah, how they're implementing it. Because I'm certain, you know, it, it could be that they're using a, a, a basket of AI programs and, and one is looking for nudity yeah another is looking for like hate speech <laughs> or something like that <laughs> so so that made me think of nipples of course when you mentioned oh, yeah. nudity did you hear about like i think it was like there's some kind of nipple thing on instagram going on like it's it's okay to oh to yeah. show it's okay to show a male nipple but not a female nipple so yeah, people yeah. people are putting like a, a female pair of breasts that have male nipples on them or something. <laughs> I didn't hear to this degree, but uh, I can completely I'm see like, how that oh can happen. Oh my god! I thought it was something like you could show like part of the areola, but you couldn't show the nipple or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's been like multiple variation, you know different eras of, of oh shoot i can post that so let me see if i can post this <laughs> you know. it's crazy yeah i agree um anyway that so so i think i have a better understanding of your position on this i think we disagree on some of it from what we've discussed i think we agree on some um yeah, I definitely don't get angry when YouTube decides to remove a video because it's their right. You know, they get to do whatever the fuck they want with their platform, right? Mm -hmm. um, even if it's, I mean, frankly, again, I wouldn't. I would probably have an emotional reaction if they say, I don't know. Let's let's take Arecibo. I wanted to mention Arecibo because mm -hmm. I'm a big science buff. I I'm I'm saddened by the fact that the platform broke and. It's not going to get repaired and won't even go into the whole thing about the fact that, you know, it was really built for military use originally, I, I think mostly at least. Um, but the let's just say YouTube starts. I don't know. They they don't want YouTube videos about Arecibo up on their platform. And so they just start taking down all the, you know, a, a video showing the the wreckage or somebody talking about the history of Arecibo. They just don't like it. I mean, 
I'm not gonna like that because like well, okay yeah why why are you doing that yeah. I would want to know why you're why are you taking <clears throat> these videos down but it's it's their platform and they can do whatever they want with it I guess right it's, it isn't the government and we're and they aren't held accountable to uh, people that aren't you know I don't know mm-hmm. paying for their service I guess you know um, so. That's sort of my take on it, and I actually, you know, it's I, I guess it's a it's a self-centered ideology, but like if they're taking down videos that have clearly wrong, you know, uh, statements about reality, I'm all for that because I think get Alex Jones to, out of there. He's a nut, right? Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> People like him though are like that. That goes back to I think you had said something. Well, we were talking about like opinion versus fact. It's like that guy is so out there. Like I would hope most people um, construe a lot of his statements as just batshit crazy. But but I don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Well, that's the thing. Um, you know, when Joe Rogan had him on his podcast. Like, I'm listening to Alex Jones, and I'm being entertained, but some of the things, like, that's where it gets weird, because he, some of what he says seems to match up with reality, and then some of what he says does not. So it is actually really difficult to parse what's true and what's not when it comes out of that guy's mouth. Yeah. Um, Even for a skeptic. I was watching him on... uh... Uh, Timcast, um, uh, Timcast IRL last night, and so it was. It was uh, Tim. What's and, Timcast? Just to just to give gosh, me what is Timcast? What the hell is his last name? Is it just a podcast? Um, so he has uh, he has a like a podcast show. Oh, Tim Pool, of course. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. Tim Pool. Um, he has uh, you know like daily news segments. Um, he was sort. Of, I think he was sort of like a freelance reporter years ago. Now he's just uh, doing YouTube. Um, he's he's been on the Joe Rogan show. Those guys are buddies. But it was it was Tim and uh, Alex Jones and Mike Malice uh, on the Tim Tim Pool IRL last night, and Alex starts talking about aliens. And he's like, aliens exist, they're here, you know, they've been here for a long time, the, the government's involved. And so immediately, if you, if, you, if, you don't, if you don't listen to Alex much, you're just gonna be like, this guy's insane. He's just making it all up. But he then goes to define what he means by alien. He, go, he, he defines his definition of what it is to be an alien and he goes into sort of chimeras and these like uh, life forms that are not created from nature but man-made created in a lab that is an alien life form so oh okay it's he's just using that term in a way that I wasn't thinking he was using it so I think it, it was just sort of language breaking down, which happens a lot. I, I 
I get where you're coming from, but he is. No, I mean, there are plenty of examples of his. There of was his the, statements. There was the whole was it Sandy Hook thing that he he claimed yeah. sort of didn't. There was that. Fine, and that's that's sort of like the one thing he's best known for, like getting wrong. And he he admitted to that, but yeah, if you if you watch the the Joe Rogan video, they they fact checked him on so many things. Tim Pool, they fact checked him on so many things, and everything he said checked out. <laughs> the 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 part that that I keep recalling is I think he, it was when he was on Joe Rogan about a year ago, and he was going into deep detail about how government officials are in communication with aliens and they they take DMT yeah to like traverse the the mm-hmm. the you know whatever plane of existence to the aliens and this is happening so you know how do you fact check that <laughs> you can't i mean it seems impossible it seems insane uh, it's entertaining. I don't. I don't think anyone would deny that. Well, some people would deny oh, it, it was of entertaining, course. I thought. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> it was inter- it's very entertaining. <laughs> um, Especially when you, you remix. When you you remix can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that was amazing. Uh, oh man. You you can't you can't prove it false. And well, but that's the point. Yeah. That's the point. When you're making statements that are unfalsifiable. You, that that is not responsible. That that is not something that we should uh, respect, in my opinion. You shouldn't be respected if you're going to make statements that cannot be falsified. In in stop. I mean, you can say it if you want, but you shouldn't be respected. You shouldn't be listened to, and that's why I think. Like, I have listened to some of those podcasts with Alex Jones, but look, a couple things that that just jump out at me. One is that, is that he makes plenty of claims that are unfalsifiable, so I disrespect a lot of what he says for that, for that alone. Then he says them in such a highly <laughs> emotional state. Okay, mm-hmm. that should be a red flag for anyone when when someone is red faced and screaming. <laughs> okay, you need to step back and say, okay, maybe I I don't need to listen to really anything. This I I it doesn't matter even if it is true. What use is this guy screaming about it if he can't say it in a in a in a calm? way again that may just be me you know respecting non-emotional speech but you know again like that i think we can all agree emotion clouds judgment and when the guy is screaming at the top of his lungs and as i mean he gets red man um we should assume you know you should assume his his judgment may be clouded at least for me, so so again, I I'm not saying that he hasn't, un- you know, he hasn't made uh, things aware to the general public about certain things, but again, like you're 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 treading in dangerous territory when you listen to somebody like that because that's the perfect that is the perfect um, conduit 
for someone to go from, oh, the Earth's a sphere to the Earth is flat. And I don't. Th- I'm not saying that J- Alex Jones thinks the Earth's flat. I don't actually know. Maybe maybe he does. Um, but it's that really just on the edge, like, oh, whoa, he, yeah, I get that. And then before you know it, if you're open to the to that type of 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 idea, you're you're way off now. Now now you've really completely diverged from where you were before. Which again, I'm not saying that's objectively the wrong thing to do in all cases it's just that you know this goes back to epistemology and how it is that you define knowledge and and how you make sense of the world um so this was the first episode of brain steep really appreciate you listening and we're going to end it here for now we actually continued our conversation for another hour and a half but I'm going to actually cut here and create a second episode with that content. So stay tuned.